You're listening to the Her Money, Her Business podcast. This podcast is for women starting or growing their own business and features episodes about money management, reducing financial stress, and how to grow a profitable business that's built to last. We want to see women in business thriving. So if you avoid discussing money, lack confidence managing money, or want to struggle less while making money, then you're in the right place. Let's make finance fun and money matter. I'm your host, Sonia Belzerolo, and this is the Her Money, Her Business podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode four of the Her Money, Her Business podcast. Today, I'm excited to share with you my conversation with Stacey Marie about social media and the big question, can it make you money? Stacey Marie is a digital business coach and a mentor for mums in business. She helps women own their brilliance authentically in the online space without the mum guilt or burnout. She helps you create strategies for your business that are in complete alignment with your values and mission so you can make an income while also making an impact. Stacey's got 20 years of experience as a sales coach and a people leader in the corporate world, and she now blends that experience with her passion and her love for the digital space. She's championed hundreds of women to own their power and stand up as fierce leaders in the online world, and she knows quite a lot about our topic today, social media. So let's get started. Here's Stacey Marie. Hi, Stacey. Welcome to the Her Money, Her Business podcast. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me here. I love being a guest after being a podcaster myself for a couple of years. Being a guest is, it's fun. I can just, just yeah. chill. Sit back and chat. Yeah. Yeah, sit back and chat. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so much for being here. I know you're busy. You've got lots going on with your business. I see you, all, all that's happening online. It's very exciting everything that you're launching and stuff. And I'm part of your program as well, which I love. There's so much content in there. Yeah, so what we might start with, so the the idea behind this podcast and thing that I'm going to be talking about a lot is um, how to make finance fun and money matter. So that really is my first question to you, is how do you think women in business can make finance fun and why should money matter to them? That's such an interesting question, isn't it, really? Like, uh, I mean, I worked in, I worked in finance for mm. 17 years. Yes. Like, I worked in a major bank. So mm-hmm. finance is kind of a part of my DNA mm-hmm. <laughs> now in a way. I think when when you get started in business, you come into it with a bit bit of a very analytical finance hat on mm-hmm. and then you soon realise that financial abundance and money and stuff in business is so much more than just the analytics and the nuts and bolts of money. It's, it's mindset and growth and abundance and, you know, all all of those things. For me, making finance fun is not about book work because yes. <laughs> book work's not... I know some people love to do book work, but yeah. it's yeah. not one of the things that my brain loves to do. I'm a creative. Yes. Um, I, I really get into like a bit more of the, you know, fun money mindset stuff, like cool money anchors and money goals and making it interesting for you yourself yes. as well. Like yeah. not just I want to make six figures a year. That's a really cool goal, but how can you break that down and how can you set some micro goals that actually inspire you to get out of bed every day? Because sometimes those money goals can feel very lofty Mm -hmm. and too far away. So making it fun every month, like what's the goal you want to achieve every month and what does that mean? And giving yourself, like treating yourself when you reach a goal. Mm -hmm. 
yes. you know, as well, yeah. like cool things like when I reach this goal, I'm going to go on a holiday. I'm going to go out shopping or something like that. Yeah. Money matters because if we're not making money in our business, then what, what are we here for? Like essentially we're in money, in business to make money. So yeah. of course it 100% matters. Yeah. And, you know, in this, the sort of sphere of the world that I live in, being, you know, someone of, I believe, immense privilege, to me money matters because it means that I can I can help more people. Yes. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not yeah. for me about the Prada handbags and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> big cars or anything like that. There's nothing wrong with that if that's what someone's goal is to, you know, have yes. those things. They're awesome to have. But, mm-hmm. you know, for me it's that I get, I get to help more people mm. yeah. when I have more money. Yeah. yeah. That's it, yeah. And also, you know, from what I know of you and your lifestyle, you know, you you practically close down things so that you can be on, you know, with your kids and school holidays and breaks and all that sort of thing. So that money, obviously, and what you're earning provides you that that freedom lifestyle to be able to do that as well. Yeah, and that's a big value for me. I started my business to be more available for my kids than, yeah. you know, 11 and 13 so they're not little babies anymore and I don't need to do everything for them but I like being around and it's Mm. important to me to have the freedom to spend time with them I I just I always say money buys you choices yes yes at the end of the day and those choices could be a really big house those choices could be to go camping for six weeks in the Christmas school holidays it all just depends what your what your version of those Mm. choices are yeah Yeah, that's right what's important to you but yes that's definitely why money matters to be able to have that choice and flexibility Mm. yeah and so today what I wanted to focus on talking about with you is how can social media make you money in your business so what's your journey (laughs) what's your journey been um so far with social media and the online world because that's real that's the world you play and that's your business yeah yeah that's pretty much my jam like what I do every day so my business is it's definitely gone on an evolution because that's business in general isn't it like it's always a constant evolution but I started my business as a social media mentor so mentoring business owners to use social media to grow their business and get more clients and make more money and to learn how to use this tool so they weren't just spending you know 20 to 30 hours a week trying to figure out what to post on it but they could actually Mm -hmm. use it to generate an income or generate an outcome for their business that was useful Mm. for their business as well not everyone needs to generate leads off social media and that's okay too then it was kind of fell into my lap because I run online courses and that's people started asking me can you teach me how to create courses because I like how you run them Mm. and so then I started teaching people how to create courses I started just consulting now I've got my own courses and memberships around it and stuff and so it's kind of adapted into using social media to help you with your business to also to that kind of digital scaling I would call it like people that want to scale online not everyone wants to scale online but for those Mm -hmm. people that want to tap into that and I think the last two years with you know COVID and everything around it's definitely been something that's been more on people's minds is you know how can they some people have been forced to just purely Mm -hmm. use the online world so exactly yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's been my journey um I love working from home. I absolutely adore it. I love, yeah. it's funny because I'm an extrovert. So me having, being always surrounded by people online suits me, but I also love that I get to work by myself. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. I love that too. I love working from yeah. home. I wouldn't do anything yeah. else now. And uh, so when, 
when as women in business, so our, our audience couldn't be a mixture of people who are wanting to start a business or people who are now started and are growing their business. So when do you think we should add social media into our business? When's it important? Look, in this day and age, I'm going to come at this from two different directions. So in this day and age, you need to have a presence on social media yep. in some way, shape or form. I'm not saying that it needs to be a fully intense presence where you're there every single day and doing live streaming and all this fancy stuff that a lot of other people do. Um, But I feel like social media is almost like that working business card for your business in a way. It's like, you know, people these days when they get recommended somebody, sometimes they go straight to Instagram. Sometimes they go straight to Facebook. Even if they go to your website, and they have a look around on there, they'll still go and try and follow you because that's an easy way for them to stay connected with you. And if they yeah. can't see a visible presence online, yeah. they people will question whether your business is still in operation or yeah. if you're the right person for them because they kind of, people form this relationship with you without you even realising just mm-hmm. by consuming your content. If you're not giving them something to form a relationship with, they're going to go and find it from someone else who's going to be a competitor. Yes. So I think that you should add it in as soon as possible because I think it's essential to have a presence online. However, I would combat that with saying that you need to add it in in a way that is good for you and in a way that's strategic. Like I said, there's some people that don't need to be on social media every day. Like if you've got a business that has referral sources from other places and you Mm. don't need to use social media to generate leads, you're using it for brand awareness or something like that, then you create a strategy around that, you know, and that would be then a really easy way for you to use the platform without all this pressure of having to show up all the time. Whereas if you're a new business owner that needs to generate leads yesterday, you're going to need that sort of strategy and you're going to have to use it in a very different way. So while I think that everyone needs it as soon as possible, it's really important to highlight that it's got to be used strategically and it's got to be used in a way that is effective yeah. for you. Otherwise, you'll burn out from it. Yeah. It's a busy place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I love um, that idea what you mentioned of the online business card because, you know, in, the, in our old corporate worlds, you know, the business card was how people found you. But these days totally. we have to accept that people are just going to look us up online when they want to know more about us before they're going to go the next step. It, yeah, know. totally. I even think back to, you know, I grew up in a country town where small business was the lifeblood, right? And yeah. there's that old adage of, you know, when you want something done, you get three quotes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like that yeah. sort of thing. And I feel yeah. like these days, People are forming relationships with you online and sometimes they'll just go with you regardless. There's no Mm. more quoting to be done. So it's a really unique opportunity to put yourself in a position where you can connect with your ideal client without even speaking to them. Yeah, absolutely, (laughs) which is just unbelievable. But, yeah, um, truly amazing opportunities, like say, at the same time. And um, so what are the ways that we can, that social media can help us bring money into our business? There's a number of, there's a couple of different ways that it can do that. So obviously the probably the more glaring way would be that, you know, you've got your social media presence, you've got your profiles, and you're using those profiles strategically to grow a relationship with people and then lead them into 
whatever it is your client journey funnel is. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got online courses, you've probably got some form of on- online funnel for that. For someone who's a service-based one-to-one, it might be that they fill out an inquiry form on your website and then you have a chat with them on email or on the phone. Every person's way of generating and converting leads is going to be different. Yeah. And But that's the primary way most people come into social media and say, okay, it's going to make me money because it's going to make me sales, yes. right? It's going to get people to know my business and buy from my business. So <laughs> that's the the primary way really mm. is that you build that relationship and then you strategically use that platform to put people into whatever funnel it is that they can become mm. a lead and then ultimately a client of yours. The other ways it can bring money into your business is the the people you meet and the relationships that you form. You know, I mean, we all know in the last couple of years, networking events and in-person things have been taken Mm -hmm. away from us and we've definitely had to do more of it online. But I've made so many genuine friends online in the last few years since I've been running my business. Like just people that you, you can collaborate with that will refer to you and will, you know, be a advocate for your brand mm-hmm. without them necessarily needing to be someone that pays you. And if you get, give yourself over to that process, it's a really nice process. So, you know, I've got a podcast. I've met so many people from doing that and they've become people that I've become friends with and we refer each other clients. And mm-hmm. there's that other aspect to how it can bring mm-hmm. you money as well, because you meet a lot of people that you wouldn't normally meet because mm-hmm. they're not physically near you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. People, people from all over the world. And uh, do you think a business can survive without social media? Look, I think businesses can run without ever getting a lead from social media, 100%. Yeah. There's definitely business models that can run and operate that have, like I said, they, they might have other referral sources. You know, like I, I work with a bunch of dietitians and some of them work out of a clinic where they predominantly get most of their referrals yeah. from, right? Yeah. So I, I think that a business can operate and generate clients and make money with without social media ever contributing to that. But I don't think can afford to not have a presence there because it is yeah. that online business card. And even if you are a business that, has an existing really good client base maybe you get a lot of your clients from referrals or I always say what if that what if that dries up yeah like what if that referral source goes away and all of a sudden you need to start generating leads Mm -hmm. if you've put the effort into your social media Mm -hmm. you'll have an audience there that will be fully primed ready to buy from you so it's almost like a what's the word not a fallback but it's like a insurance policy (laughs) for your business to have the presence there yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think COVID, you know, has, has definitely taught us that, that things could turn on a dime and you just don't know what's going to happen. So preparing and uh, and having that there. And also I think that social media presence, while you've got, you know, in, in your example of a dietitian who's getting all their walk-ins and their referrals and that sort of thing, they don't necessarily need that social media, but that that's that's an avenue for them to provide information and free advice yep. and not free advice but you know just sort of talking about the things that they would share um in their day-to-day and people get to know them that way and uh you know it's it's an opportunity for them to talk to an audience that they maybe didn't have before um about yeah. what they do yeah. yeah oh definitely yeah mm. so i think you, i don't think you can have a business without it but i think your business can operate in terms of client work without yes. ever generating a lead from it in, yeah. in essence but 
Look, to be honest, most of the people I work with, they need to use social media to get clients. Yeah. Most like 95% of the people that I work with. So mm. if that's you, mm. then mm. you really, you do need it. Yep, definitely. And so for busy women who are out there starting or growing their business, what is the best ways for them to maximise the time and the effort that they spend on social media? Like how can they do that without the overwhelm that, that sometimes come along, can come along with it if you're not um, strategic? Yeah, yeah. So because I work predominantly with women and a lot of my clients are mums as well. Mm. So you've got mm. that balance. You're a mum, I'm a yeah. mum. Yeah. We've got that balance of not only balancing our business work, our family responsibilities, you know, the work that goes into the household. And then, you know, obviously the the marketing and all the, well, we wear so many hats. Some of us are wearing every hat in our business. Yeah. If you're a solo solopreneur or someone that yeah. does most of the things yourself. So I think for women particularly, in terms of maximizing the returns for the money, time and effort you put in online and particularly on social media. I would say, number one, invest in strategy. Like strategy is the key to making social media easy for you. And if you've got a good strategy, what it does for you is that you know what you need to post every week. You know Mm -hmm. what you need to do and how you need to show up every week, which means then that you can plan your time around that Mm. um and you know you can you can get your content creation down to a really simple process rather than sitting there going what am I going to do you know what you're going to do so it makes it easier to schedule that time in the other thing I would say is because social media is something that we have to do all the time like it's there every day it's something that you always have to invest in is learn to manage your energy Mm. with it so we're cyclical beings. There are times of the month where we don't have as much energy as others and yeah. days of the week where we're busier. If you need to show up on social media in terms of maybe you need to do some live streaming or, you know, maybe if that's your sort of brand, schedule that in when you're going to have energy to do it. Yeah. Don't just keep trying to force yourself mm. all the mm. time, yes. you know, and even on like Instagram stories, like, you know, if you don't feel like being on an Instagram story today, do it tomorrow yeah. <laughs> or the next yeah. day or on Sunday when you know you're going to have more energy or have your makeup on or something yeah. like that. Like don't feel that you have to live up to that Instagram perfect mm. filter yes. that yeah. you think you need to live up to. You really just really just need to be yourself and manage your energy, not your time with mm. it. And then the last thing I would say is the home economics are so important. If you need to show up on your social media and if you're particularly if you're DIYing it, then what do you need to do in terms of maybe outsourcing some home tasks? Like do you need to get, yeah, if, if you don't have a cleaner or anything like that, that's definitely one thing you can do. But do you need to get your husband on board to make sure you've got an hour to yourself just to write some posts that you need to write? It could be just that simple. Yes. If your kids are older, can they do some chores for you? Do you need to get someone to look after the kids if you've got little kids at home, you know, so that you've yeah. got, the, that comes down to energy management. You know, mm. if you've got to show up for some stuff online, maybe you might be doing a live stream interview or yeah. a podcast interview, something like this, you know, and you've got little kids at home, do they need to go to a friend's house or, mm. you know, sometimes, yeah. oftentimes I find for women, Managing the home economics or outsourcing the mm-hmm. home stuff is more effective yes. and actually more financially viable for them yeah. than outsourcing some business stuff because yeah. 
oftentimes they're quite good at the business stuff and they can do it. So maybe you need to outsource some home stuff. So that'd probably be my big three tips on that. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Excellent. And do you use any particular schedulers? Yeah, I'm a big fan of scheduling. It's always a contentious topic. Yes, (laughs) everyone loves what they love. Oh, my God. It's always a contentious topic. Some people say don't schedule. Mm. Some people say do. I'm a a fan of it purely from the standpoint that I am a busy mum. Yeah. Yeah. I do not have time every day to be writing a post every single day. I need to schedule to give myself space. And I say now scheduling is like an act of self-care. Yeah, absolutely. When the school holidays come, I schedule in two weeks worth of content. I don't have to worry about it. It's done. Yes. I don't have to worry about it. So. 100%, I'm a huge fan of it. I use Planoly. If you're going to use Instagram, I recommend finding a scheduler that works well with Instagram and has Mm -hmm. features that are good for Instagram because you can push it through to Facebook. Yes. If you're mainly focusing on Facebook, then there's a few other options that might Mm -hmm. be better for you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Planoly and Later are really good if you're Instagram-focused. If you're predominantly Facebook focused, then there's um, like Hootsuite and Buffer are really good schedulers yeah. as well. Yeah, and I suppose depending on how many you're on as well, you know, some of them do a number of different channels. And like mm-hmm. you say, there's others that are focused on Instagram and even Pinterest as well. They're, they're more sort of specialists there. They've got more functionalities. Yeah. I'm not sure with your audience, like with some of your audience might be on LinkedIn too. So Possibly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so there are yeah. some that will do all of those. Yes, as well, yeah. So. I find LinkedIn, I was thinking about this the other day, I find LinkedIn um, for women in business is a lot of it is women who are in business who have come from a corporate world and have still sort of kept mm. that LinkedIn, whereas mums who are now creating a business that didn't really come from that corporate world, it's just not even a, a thought for them. It's funny, isn't it? I still feel LinkedIn's very got masculine vibes. Yeah, absolutely. Instagram has the more feminine vibes. So I find the people that love Mm. LinkedIn are often Mm. people that identify with that sort of energy a little bit more and the people that love Instagram identify with that energy a bit more. It's exactly the reason why I don't invest a lot of time in LinkedIn. I probably should, Mm. but I I just Mm. can't get into the platform. Yeah. Um, But the people that love it really love it. I used to use it a lot, but mainly more in in the corporate world. I've got the most followers on LinkedIn, but I don't really put anything into it anymore. And that that probably makes a lot of sense to me because I'm much more comfortable on Instagram and Facebook. I find them just so much more personal. Um, Yes. I find it, yeah, very businessy on LinkedIn. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what should we be thinking about before we launch into um, building our social media presence and our audience? What are a couple of things that our audience could should look out for or think about? So in terms of like if you don't have a social media presence now and you're going to yeah. be launching one, yeah. definitely strategy. Again, yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. say it enough. If you can, if you can have a clear strategy before you launch your social media, mm-hmm. you are going to be miles ahead yeah. of someone who doesn't. So yeah. what often happens for me is people, the sort of people that come to me are the people that have they've started a business, they've set up a Facebook profile, they've put out posts, and then they go, I really don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes they can live like that for a little while before mm-hmm. they actually start investigating, you know, how to do it better. Yeah. Um, and, you know, 
I, I don't really blame people. Like you can start mm. a business. I could start another business after I get off this podcast. I could mm. register an ABN. I could register a business name. I could set up a Facebook page. Whammo, I've got a whole new business yes. set up, yeah. right? But it doesn't yes. necessarily mean to say I'm going to, if I don't have the strategy with how to run that business and operate it and make it successful, I'm not going to do much with it, am I? So, yeah, well, you might be the only one who knows it's there. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I think definitely if you can invest in a strategy before you um, launch your social media presence, that's mm-hmm. great. If you're launching a new business, having a presence before the launch of your business is a really good tip. Mm. The people that do really well from their business launch are the ones that have invested in audience building and relationship building before mm. their business is officially open yeah, open for business sort of thing because you've got that audience primed up, ready to go. Yeah. It's not like here I am on day one with zero followers, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Like they've yeah. invested that time to build that that audience up and get mm. yourself into some good I call them DMO like it's an old corporate saying like daily method of operation is what that stands for for people that don't know the acronym get yourself into some good DMO habits from the start yeah, yeah. like making it a priority putting it into your diary you know mapping out time all that stuff and put and getting that DMO from the start mm. because it can be really easy to let other things get in the way. And that what usually happens is once when people let fall, like take their finger off the pulse with social media and then they fall back and they fall back and they fall back, it becomes this mountain then that they have to get back into. Yeah. Whereas the people that have good habits from the start, you might miss a few days where you don't post or you go on holidays or something happens or whatever, but it's not that hard to get back into your rhythm. Yeah, that's yes. it. Yeah, you've got that consistency. Yeah, absolutely. No, I um, I definitely, from experience, know that when I've got that plan in place, there's just, you know, it, it just flows. And yet, like, I love the idea that I don't have to think about what I'm going to post today. If I've already oh, mapped that out and there's a plan, there's, you know, there's just no question about it. It gets done. And in terms of it making you money, like, if you're using social media to generate leads, then make sure your back end is sorted as well. Yeah. So if you're sending someone to a website inquiry form, make sure that you get an email from that mm-hmm. plugin so yes. that you can actually contact <laughs> the person, you know, or if you're sending them somewhere to book a call with you, make sure the link works. Like, mm-hmm. you know, make sure your back end process, processes are mm-hmm. setting you up for success as mm-hmm. well. So if you are scheduling in content for a couple of weeks and maybe you're not on there all the time or every day even that your back-end processes are going to help you Mm. whether you automate some stuff or you know just always making sure and checking that everything's working um, because that's going to help you with that process of actually being able to get the contact your lead Mm. or contact that person that wants to be in contact with you and do whatever process it is for you to you know be able to talk to them and Yes. share what your service is and how you convert them over into a client. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think something that um, I really think you do really well is people always know what it is that you're selling, what your offers are, you know, how to work with you. I think you make that really very clear. And I see a lot of people on, in online business that don't actually make it that clear. And it sounds simple to, you know, make sure people know what it is that they, how they can work with you. Um, But it's, um, it just seems to be something that people skip or perhaps they're holding themselves back from selling, if you like. Yeah. 
Mm. And that's because selling has a bad stigma. You know, and and Australians particularly, we're very Mm. cautious people. We're very skeptical people. Um, It can take, um, there's actually been studies done on it. Like we are, Australians actually are more skeptical than than (laughs) other nations. So, you know, so it stands to reason that we would feel a bit icky about selling. I think we've all got that old, you know, um, image of the used car salesman that's just going to dupe you yeah. for a car that doesn't work or something in our head. And also to some people just aren't confident with it, but the online space is busy. Mm. I'm not going to lie. It's a busy space. And particularly since COVID, people want things just made easy for them. Yes. And there's a saying that says a confused mind takes no action. Yeah. So if you just make it really clear mm. that this is how I help you and this is what I do and this is what I offer and this is what I'm launching or this is, you know, what I'm doing this week and this is how many sessions I've got available or spots for clients and stuff, you're just making it really simple for people yeah. to go, awesome, that's, that's cool. What mm. That's what I need, you know, yeah. and it doesn't have to be done mm. in a icky salesy way. It just needs to be done in a, in a very authentic, natural way that feels good for you. You've got to do your sales process in a way that feels good and authentic for you. Mm. Um, I say that to every single person. And once you find that groove, Mm. um, it's important you keep letting your people know how they can work with you. Otherwise, they'll go to someone else that is. Yes, because they're not going to see your post from two weeks ago that tells them how to work with you. Yeah. Well, they were probably in the grocery line Mm. at the supermarket when when they saw that post and scrolled right past or maybe... A child came and jumped on their lap and then they dropped their phone. Like who knows what's going on in their lives? Here's the Mm -hmm. thing. Most people aren't going to read every single post that we write. And just because you said you had five spots available for your service in November Mm. doesn't mean to say they're going to remember that in two weeks' time. Yeah. So Mm. we put more pressure on ourselves about not being a salesy person Mm. than our audience actually care yeah that we do a sales post yeah 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 exactly and so my last question for you is what is the best tip someone's ever given you about money so I've I've worked so much on my money mindset yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) in the last few years since coming into which I think everyone does when they get into business right like yeah yeah once you discover there's this whole other side yeah yeah you've got to go down it yeah I think probably for me, the best tip is just outsource the things you're not good at. So like, I don't love doing my book work. It's, I have to outsource that stuff because otherwise I just won't do it. And that's not treating my money with respect to not do my book work. Right. So if you love doing your book work, then do your book work. That's like, that's really cool. If you're someone who's not very good with having conversations around refunds or, Things like that. Can you outsource that to a VA or something so that you don't have to deal with that conversation? I don't mind having conversations with people about refunds and stuff because it doesn't bother me, but I just don't like doing my book work. Um, Pricing. Sometimes people really aren't good with setting their prices. So do you need to have a session with someone to help you figure that out and nuttle that stuff out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, outsourcing is a whole other topic on money, isn't it? That's very, it's very important that we think about that and yeah, you know, forget about the cost and it's it's what you get back in energy and time that's important. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, mm. excellent. So tell us about before we wrap up, tell us about your three memberships. So I'm in Amplify, but you've actually got three memberships running. So tell us about those. Yeah, sure. 
So um, they're kind of like in it, they kind of go up in stages. So I've got a, a, a very entry-level one called Shine, which is for any small business owner that wants to use social media to grow their business. So it's purely just social media focus. There's, that's what all we do in that space is help you build your strategy, your content plan, your selling system, um, and then growth as well. So they're the, the core things that we do in there. And anyone's welcome into that space. E-commerce, service-based, whatever you are is totally fine. The next membership which you're in is called Amplify. Now, that's all about scaling online. So it has all the social media stuff in it, but we also do digital products, courses, podcasting, group coaching programs, anything where you're scaling online. That's more so for service-based businesses and course creators, only because that model doesn't really fit e-commerce yeah unless of course and there's always exceptions to the rule like I've got a client who has an e-commerce business who has created a course so (laughs) there's going to be exceptions to the rule but most of the time in terms of scaling I'm not the expert to scale an e-commerce business but there are definitely people that do that for sure Mm -hmm. and then the next membership is a business coaching membership for people who offer social media services so Mm -hmm. for though anyone who either wants to learn how to use social media to make like create offers and run a business around it or someone who's already established and wants to either scale or get offer clarity or whatever it's for those people specifically that offer social media excellent well I've learned so much from you in Amplify so I would definitely recommend that any of your products um, you're excellent but obviously just even even just following you online to start with um, you know you share heaps of valuable free information on on all of your social media pages so all of those links will be in the show notes so if you want to follow Stacey head over there um any final thoughts on social media before we wrap up just go for it you know you can always delete a post right (laughs) you know go for it be yourself Mm. online don't try and take on someone else's brand voice like just totally be yourself you'll find your people and they, they're out there looking for someone just like you. So be you, embrace it, have fun with it. We, get, we can get really bogged down in the nitty-gritty of, you know, like I, I have talked about strategy a lot today, but, yeah. you know, yeah. it's also important that we have fun with it too. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks for all that wisdom and advice. And, um, thanks, for yeah, thanks, for, thanks for being here today. Thank you. Stacey. Inspired to take action? Head on over to our website, blossomingbusiness.com.au for this episode's show notes and access to all of our resources. You've been listening to the Her Money, Her Business podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. I'm Sonia Belzarolo, and until next time, keep striving to make finance fun and money matter.